Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, August 5th, 2021. Stand up for your country. So we're going to do something a little bit different tonight because we have a very important program for you. And it has to do with why all Americans are being deceived. Some Americans want to be faked out. They don't want the truth. You know them. You know people in your own lives. They don't want to hear the facts. They don't want to know what's really happening. They're, they're basically living their lives on emotion. And whatever emotion they have, you're not going to persuade them. But for most Americans, in order to protect yourself in a very complicated, dangerous world, all right, you need honest information. Problem is you can't get it in the United States of America anymore because the press is so corrupt. And for the next 40 minutes or so, I'm going to prove that to you without any doubt. If you watch me from start to finish tonight, you will know exactly what is happening and why it's happening in this country. And it's unprecedented. It's never happened before. And so I, I told myself, look, I want to take a night out to do this and we'll post it on BillOReilly.com. We'll open it up for everybody this weekend. So tell your friends if they're not premium members or they don't watch the first, um, they can go to the Bill O'Reilly and watch it. Okay, so the best example of this is COVID. It is absolutely true that the president of the United States, the leader of this country, the elected leader, does, know, does not know what to do how to handle it. He doesn't know. Now, whether it's information flow into him or that he's not um, mentally able to disseminate information, I don't know. But I do know that almost everybody in this country is confused about why things are happening, why is this resurging, are kids going to have to be locked out of school again? Do they have to wear masks? Do I have to wear a mask? Why are the various governments doing various things? Nobody knows. Because it's just a tower of Babel. If you're a Bible reader, it's just all of this cacophony of voices, but no clarity in perhaps the most important story of our lifetime. Because it can kill you. Now, I have done, I think, Excellent reporting on this, thanks to my staff. And we have given you the absolute truth. And encapsulating the truth is the only thing that will stop COVID is the vaccine. Nothing else will. So if you are not going to get vaccinated, you will be under threat for the rest of your life. So accept it. If you're not going to take the vax, that's your position in life. You are under threat. And by extension, your friends and family. Because if they're unvaxxed and you get it, you can give it to them. Now, even if you get vaxxed, it's not 100%. It's 90% Pfizer and Moderna, 66% J&J. Will we need booster shots? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. All right, maybe, but for now, 
95% of the new hospitalizations in this country are unvaccinated people. That should be enough to tell you what's going on. Now, children, we are investigating Monday night. We will have a report on children. Again, it is murky. When a guy like Anthony Fauci is the top government spokesperson for COVID, you know the country's in trouble. And I'll, I'll, we'll deal with that a little bit later on. All right, there are four areas where the Biden administration is incompetent right now. The first is COVID. Okay, there's no policy or clarity coming out of the White House. The second is the border madness caused by Joe Biden himself. All right, that is leading to suffering and death down there and a flood of foreign nationals, some of whom have COVID, coming into this country. The third is the deadly crime wave we are seeing in the big cities where drug gangs are running wild, criminals are not being punished, and the Biden administration's only answer is they're going to surround the gun dealers or something. And the fourth is the economy, which is a wobble right now. It isn't tanking. Not tanking, that would be unfair. It's a wobble. We're all paying more for things we need. Now, on all four of those key things, do you get honest reporting from CBS, NBC, or ABC? No, you do not. From the cables? No, you do not. The reason you don't get it from the networks is they are in business to protect Joe Biden. And so is MSNBC attached to NBC News and CNN. So five, and if you want to count PBS, that would be six. They're all in business to protect Joe Biden because they believe they got him elected and they hated Donald Trump so much. So if you're going to protect somebody, you're certainly not going to tell people the truth about that person. And that's what's happening. Okay, so let's get specific. A Gallup poll came out July 5th, 1,381 adults. All right, question was simple. Please tell us how much confidence you have in television news. A great deal, quite a lot, 16%. That's it, all right? Some, 30%. Very little, none, 53%. So the majority of Americans, they don't believe it, television news. All right? Newspapers, 21%, great deal, quite a lot, 35 some, 44 very little or none. That's actually higher than I thought it would be. Because the newspapers in America now, the few of them that are left, are dominated by the Associated Press. That's where they get their articles from that agency, which is a committed left arena news agency. They are protecting Biden and advancing progressive causes. Now, you know the big metros like the New York Times, the Washington Post, L.A. Times, Boston Globe, they're way, way out there. So I, that number surprised me a little that 56 percent of Americans still have any confidence in the newspaper industry. So let's define who we're talking about here very clearly. So there are five major television media companies right now. Comcast, NBC, Walt Disney, ABC, AT&T, CNN, Viacom, CBS, and the Fox Corporation, 
which is Fox Broadcast and the Fox News Channel. Those are the five. They control all the flow through the electronic media to you. All right. Now, I'm an independent. I run my own corporation, my own news agency, and we reach a lot of people through radio and television, but not nearly what the corporate media reaches. Okay. The Corporate media, with the exception of Fox, and Fox is a hybrid now. Fox management is liberal. Okay? Their primetime hosts are conservative. And Dayside, it's all over the place. All right? Morning show is fairly conservative. But it's not the way it used to be in the sense that when I was at Fox for the 20-plus years I sat there, the philosophy was we were going to correct the record that the liberal corporations were putting out. That was the mandate, you'll remember, fair and balanced. So our mandate there was to correct the propaganda and the misreporting that was coming out of all the others. And I I think I did that pretty well. Uh, 16 years, number one, light years more viewers than they have now. Okay. In addition to the corporate media, which again is all progressive left, you have the social media companies. And that's where people are going. These are the devices. These are Facebook. Facebook is an incredible power. Facebook has 2.7 billion users all over the world. 2.7 billion. All right. Revenue for Facebook, 86 billion. Dwarfs any of the uh, corporate media. All right. YouTube has 2 billion users, a big drop, but still substantial, all right, 20 billion in revenue. WhatsApp, I don't even know what WhatsApp is. That's got 2 billion, 20 billion in revenue as well. I'm sorry, that's got 2 billion users, 5 billion in revenue. Instagram has got 1.16 billion users, 7 billion in revenue. And TikTok, run by Beijing, all right, so... Chinese communists, they're in the game, big time. 689 million users, 35 billion revenue a year. This is all yearly figures. So you can see that all of the social media leans progressive left, and 90% of the corporate media leans progressive left. So what do you think your kids are going to come up with? What do you think your neighbors who are not well-informed are going to come up with? It's a massive wave of progressive propaganda as we talked about yesterday with Mark Levin. Now, the border is a tremendous example of this, because if you listen to me right now, I'm going to explain exactly what happened. But you'll never hear this reported on corporate or social media. So Donald Trump had a big problem with the caravans. Remember that? And it drove him crazy as president. He had to stop this massive wave of humanity that was being funded by far-left groups in the United States from assaulting the border. He did stop it. It took him almost three years, but he stopped it. They passed the Migrant Protection Protocols, MPP. That was the policy. Didn't have to be voted on in Congress. It was an executive order, the Remain in Mexico policy. All right? The MPP went into effect January 25th, 2019. All right. 
a year before Mr. Trump left office. Now, that policy said that if Border Patrol encounters you and you don't have a passport, you're not here legally, you go right back to Mexico. And then we'll adjudicate your case from there. That stopped the caravans. It stopped the mass migration. Okay, you all understand. If you don't understand, bill at BillOReilly.com. But I think it's fairly clear. But it took the Trump administration almost three years to get this up and running. Now, the day that Biden came in to office, January of this year, he's told the world, I'm knocking this policy out. I'm putting it, quote unquote, under review. As soon as he said those two words, under review, all enforcement at the border stopped. All back to Mexico policy stopped. And since that time, 1.5 million human beings, foreign nationals, have breached the southern border. That's all we know about. Those are the ones the Border Patrol encountered. There are probably a million more that got in and nobody saw them. Okay, so this is a colossal catastrophe, especially for Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California, the border states. But you don't see much reporting about this once in a while. Now, Biden did this by himself, just as President Trump put the Remain in Mexico policy by himself. I mean, obviously, he had people helping him with it, but it was him. Biden put it out by himself. Okay, Um, And now... Biden has no clue on how to stop this massive wave of humanity coming into the United States illegally. He doesn't know how. Right. And he doesn't particularly care. I don't think I don't see any urgency. I mean, just this week, he said, "Okay, now we're going to enforce our uh, policy that if you may have covid, we're going to send you back just this week. That happened because he's getting desperate. The Biden administration is getting desperate. It's being overwhelmed. And remember, when these people come in here, they put them on buses and they send them all over from Seattle to Key West, from Bangor, Maine to Tucson. They go everywhere. They're not tested for COVID. They're not vaxxed. I mean, if, if you just step back and look at how destructive and irresponsible Biden's border policy is, staggering. Now I get mailed, well, what is he impeached? Nobody's going to impeach him. It's his policy. And the Democrats control the House, which is the impeachment place. Okay, so Biden himself addressed this issue a couple of times, but not in a serious way. On March 25th, here's what he said, and here's what I said. Go. We're going to be moving within the next... uh Within the next week, over 100,000, I mean, uh, 1,000 people out of uh, the Border Patrol into safe, secure beds and and facilities. We're going to significantly ramp up. We're already out there contacting everyone from getting some of the employees at HHS. There's a lot of them doing other things and move them into making those calls. We're in, the, we're in the process of rearranging and providing for the personnel needed to get that done. Okay, to get what done? To get notification of minors who come here illegally. They are now going to be set free and sent to where, whatever information they give the Border Patrol. 
at taxpayer expense. So, I, I mean, you know, 100,000, 1,000, he doesn't know. So let's go overall here. Um, Joe Biden was not in control of that press conference. He said things that weren't true. He was um, distracted, to say the least, in his thought process. He used notes and actually read from the notes, prepared, okay? And the press just stood there and really didn't do anything. They were as befuddled as Mr. Biden was. Now, the press is very respectful to the president. I think we would all agree, all right? Again, they use no stats at all. No stats, you know, Mr. President, what you're saying about the border isn't really true based on what the Border Patrol says or based on what the polling says. It's not really true. None of them did it. Not one of them brought stats into that, which is just a disgrace. I mean, I've been a reporter for a long time. I mean, these people are not prepared. Now, why? Because they're, they don't want to make Biden look bad. They lacked energy. Um, it was an amazing contrast to Donald Trump when they wanted to hurt him. Okay. So to this day, to this hour, to this second, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, has no policy on the southern border other to let everybody in. Okay. And we're going to suffer grievously because of that. Now we have violent crime. It's up. I'm not going to even overwhelm you with stats. You know how violent New York is, Chicago, L.A. You can't even live in Portland, Oregon anymore. Seattle is falling apart. Minneapolis, Baltimore, uh, San Francisco is unlivable. You know it. Okay. So what is Biden's, um, what is Biden, his solution? What is it? Again, his solution is the gun dealers. The gun dealers, that, he, he's going to crack down on them. Not the criminals, not the drug gangs, not the prosecutors who won't even charge people for violent crime. They won't even charge them. He's not going to do anything about that. He's going to do crackdown on gun dealers. So here's what I said on June 23rd. Go. So Joe Biden gets up there today. Wow, we're going to give billions of dollars from the COVID fund, transfer it over. Federal agents are going to track down the gun dealers, illegal gun dealers. And we're going to, and we're going to, and we're going to, and nothing will improve. Now, the corrupt corporate media, number one, doesn't care about the problem. And number two, they're never going to go against Biden. They're never going to tell you what I just told you. The essence of why the violent crime in America is ascending rapidly is that those in charge of New York City, Chicago, San Francisco, Baltimore, Los Angeles, St. Louis, on and on and on and on, think the police are racist. And therefore, that minority criminals shouldn't be punished, shouldn't have to be bailed, they should be allowed out without any bond, on and on and on. That is the crux of the violent crime problem. Again, President Biden, no way. No way. I mean, he's just not going to do it. So you have the border, you have violent crime. Both of those are not going to be solved as long as Joe Biden is president, and the corporate media will never tell you that. Third one, COVID. This is the most personal because, as I said at the top, this can kill you. This can kill you. All right. So we can't get a straight answer 
out of the president of the United States. What's the policy? What's the plan? What are you going to do to calm fears, to encourage people to be vaccine vaccinated? What are you going to do? Listen to this exchange. Go. What is the thinking behind letting untested and unvaccinated migrants cross the southern border into U.S. cities in record numbers? There is what we're doing. We have not withdrawn the order that is sometimes critical or criticized, saying that unvaccinated people should be go back across the border. But unaccompanied children is a different story because there's that's the most humane thing to do is to test them and to treat them and not send them back alone. But they're not being tested and not being treated. All right. They're just being put on a bus and sent somewhere. And if an unaccompanied minor does that, it's just a matter of time before his or her parents or uncle or aunt or guardian get here as well. So, I mean, befuddled. I, I know I overuse the word and I'm sorry that I do that. But I don't know what I confused, dazed, bewildered. And this is the president of the United States. I've never seen anything like it. I really, in my lifetime, and you know me, I'm a presidential historian. I know them all from Millard Fillmore uh, to James Polk to Grover Cleveland. I've never seen this level of um, detachment. Maybe James Buchanan before the Civil War. It's close but not in my lifetime. And I, my lifetime began with Eisenhower. I mean, Truman, but I was too little to figure him out. All right, so one of the problems with the COVID stuff is that there is no spokesperson that anybody believes anymore. So Donald Trump had Fauci and Burks. Remember uh, Dr. Burks, Deborah Burks? She's just vanished. I don't know where she is. She probably got hammered so hard by, you know, I know she got hammered by the press, but by her own circle that she's just burnt out. Fauci's still around. I mean, he, all he is is like, tell me what to say. All right. So when you have a guy who's your main mouthpiece on COVID contradicting himself all over the place, you got a problem. Roll Fauci. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And I think, you know, one of the important things that we're emphasizing right now that really evolved from a situation that did change is our insistence now on wearing masks. I mean, masks are very important. They protect you from giving infection to someone else. Even if you're vaccinated, if you live in an area that has a substantial and high degree of transmissibility, the recommendation is that people who are vaccinated when they are in an indoor setting, that they should wear a mask. Why? <laughs> if you're vaccinated, you're over 90% protected. And if you get it, it's very mild. Now, if you spread it, you're spreading it to an unvaccinated person. And as I said on this broadcast, I may be cruel, but I don't really care. I'm not living my life behind a cloth. But that just shows you how, you know, 
Fauci says masks are a waste of time. And then three months later, he goes, no, no, they're vital. Come on. You're a doctor. You're supposed to be a scientist. All right. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, I'm just going to throw this in just for your frame of reference. The network news, the corporate media, are based in New York City. All right, they have bureaus in Washington, but the heavyweights are here. The people who run the news agencies are here. They take their news from the New York Times and the Washington Post. All right, they, they don't come in every morning and say, oh, let's do this and that. They read those papers. Then they decide because they're in awe still of those papers, both of which are no longer newspapers. They're left-wing journals. Okay, so some facts. The New York Times has not endorsed a Republican candidate since 1956, President Eisenhower. The Washington Post has never, ever endorsed a Republican president for pre- uh, candidate for president. Okay, according to a Gallup poll, 84% of Americans believe the news media bears responsibility for the partisan division in this country, and that's certainly true, all right? A Harvard poll finds that in the first 100 days of news coverage of President Trump, his first 100 days in office, 93% of NBC News' coverage was negative and CNN's coverage, 93%. So there you go. If you confront these people, these network people, with facts that you don't report the news objectively or fairly any longer. You were in business to destroy Trump. Now you're in business to protect Biden. How can that possibly be fair? If you say that to them and back it with stats, like 93% of Trump's in his first 100 days was negative, and I think it's 65% of Biden's first days was positive, then they still deny it. Roll the tape. Where we did get lost in this, I would say, and this sort of happened to, to mainstream media in particular, is that we did let Republican critics get in our heads. The Republicans have been running on 
there's a liberal bias in the media. And if you talk about if you say something long enough, there are liberals who say there's a liberal bias in the media when you see polling now. Okay. So Chuck Todd, that's who that was. <clears throat> he has a fairly prominent position in NBC News. And I remember back uh, to Tim Russert, who did meet the press, and I respected Russert. We had a pretty good relationship. And I compare him to Chuck Todd. It's like, you know, comparing Mike Wallace to you name it today. All right. So Chuck Todd, he's not going to accept that there's liberal bias. He's what they call intellectually dishonest. He's simply not going to do it. It's like when you argue with somebody in your life and no matter what you say to them, no matter how strong your argument is, no matter how much fact you back it up with, they're not going to cede it. To me, I don't even bother anymore with those kinds of people. Oh, that's Chuck Todd. Okay. So Todd says, hey, you know, there isn't any liberal bias. It's all a Republican thing, propaganda. Well, let's prove Todd wrong. And it's not hard to do. So the first thing is Russian collusion. Now, you remember that for the first, what, two years of the Trump administration, the corporate media was basically saying Donald Trump and his administration entered into a corrupt bargain with Putin and Russia to steal the election from Hillary Clinton. Okay? Roll the tape. So he never thought that he was going to win. And so the collusion wasn't so much about political ambition. It was about being bought and paid exactly. for and owned Why? by the Russians. We all know the president's no collusion, no obstruction mantra. We know it's false, but it bears repeating. The fact is, Robert Mueller did not say there was no collusion. He said there wasn't enough evidence. Well, that's not true. The Mueller report concluded there was no collusion. That's in print. So both of those commentators, well paid, are basically comfortable with telling you a falsehood. And they're, I could, listen, I'm sorry to pick on them. I know them both. They're not bad people. I don't think I could have done 50 of us. So two years. And the press got it wrong across the board on Russian collusion. Never an apology. Second one, Hunter Biden. Roll it. This kid was paid $600,000 because his name is Biden by a gas company in Ukraine, this super corrupt country that just had a revolution to get rid of corruption. It just looks bad. By the way, Bill, do if Don, it does sound like something Don Jr. would do. And if Don Jr. did it, it would be all Rachel Maddow was talking about. Okay, so Hunter Biden, as you know, made millions of dollars with the help of his father, who was then vice president. There's no doubt about it. It's a fact. So foreign governments, China, Ukraine, the two top ones, but also Russia, paid Hunter Biden millions of dollars. Press wouldn't report it. Blacked it out. Not liberal bias? What is it? What is it? Chuck Todd. Third one, Wuhan lab. Go. China's buying billions of dollars worth of our product, our farm product and other product, manufacturing product, and it's been a great deal. But then 
we noticed a virus. And it's not acceptable what happened. It came out of China. Both scientists and the U.S. intelligence community agree that this coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility. It, it came from a natural source. It didn't come from a lab. People have looked at the genes. The transmission was likely from animal to human. Even Dr. Anthony Fauci, a member of the president's coronavirus task force, said there is no scientific evidence the coronavirus was made in a Chinese lab. <laughs> okay, did that guy apologize, this haze? All right, we just had an 84-page report come out of the House of Representatives. Yes, it was done by Republicans that said there was plenty of evidence to show that COVID was being manufactured, studied, researched, whatever word you want to use, inside that lab. But this guy Hayes said that's not a possibility. Now, what does it matter that Fauci says he doesn't know what he's talking about. But Hayes now, what does he do? That's Comcast. That's NBC. Lafayette Square. Now, this seems like a little one. It's not a little one. So George Floyd, all right, he's killed by the police. Riots break out. Whole country's engaged. Everybody's upset. Everybody is just, what is going on here? Okay? So, thugs set fire to St. John's Church across the street from the White House, a historic church, okay? The protesters are out the next night in front of the church that was burned, yelling at Trump about George Floyd. The president wants to go to the church to show his disdain of the vandalism. So park police make the protesters move a couple of blocks away, okay? Which they did. Will the tape. The president threatening to use unprecedented military force on U.S. soil while offering a preview of it on the streets of Washington. The criticism comes after President Trump talked about using the military to dominate the streets. The administration asked police to clear peaceful protesters from the park. Uh, whose idea was it? Uh, we've heard different reports that it might have been Ivanka's idea. It may have been Jared's idea. Who's, whose idea was it to brutalize protesters, peaceful protesters? At the end of the day, this was President Trump's decision. Did others talk about it in the Oval Office? Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Hope Hicks. Yes, they did. Mark Meadows as well, but this was President Trump. Okay, not true. So the Department of Interior, which is responsible for the parks, they had their inspector general investigate all of that, all of what you just heard. It came back, here's a quote. The investigation found no evidence that protesters was forced out of the park near the White House last year to clear the way for Donald Trump and pose for photos outside of a church. That report was released June 9th of this year. So all those people misled you. Did they apologize? Did you hear them apologize? Any of them? No. So I think I've made my point, but I'm going to wrap it up with the most serious of all of this, and that is the January 6th Capitol riot. Now, the assertion, and it remains today, is that Donald Trump wanted and encouraged those rioters to break into the nation's capital.
That's the assertion that he wanted it to happen and encouraged it to happen. Roll the tape. Trump loved this. He loved what happened on January 6th because it was all about him. These people were fighting for him. They were fighting against democracy and against free elections, to be sure. But they were fighting for him, and that's what he cares about. Okay, another lie from a Trump hater. So there was another report. And the report is 127 pages long. It was conducted by a bipartisan, which means both parties, group of senators on two different committees. The report does not mention Donald Trump's name or involvement in this event on January 6th. It does say that Capitol Police officers, as early as December 21st, knew that protesters, some of them, planned to bring guns and try to break into the Capitol. They knew it. Right? It criticizes the FBI and Department of Homeland Security, saying that even though they had intelligence this might happen, they didn't tell the Capitol Police. Trump, there's nothing in there about Trump. And who was on the committee? Amy Klobuchar was on a committee. Roy Blunt, Rob Portman, and Gary Peters. That's two Democrats and two Republicans. So all of that all was just, it was just garbage just wasn't true. On and on and on and on. So I'm going to wrap up this segment by uh, a monologue I did um, on February 17th when I talked to Ira Rosen, who was a 60 Minutes producer. Go. You know where it started? With Dan Rather. Dan Rather was the, was the guy that took it from Cronkite who was an avowed liberal, Cronkite, but nobody knew it. He hid it, all right? Rather took it into an activist posture. And it ultimately bit him in the Bush the Younger story that about the National Guard turned out to be bogus, and then Rather was humiliated. But Rather was a partisan. I worked for him. I know. I was at CBS, all right? I know that he, he wore his liberalism on the sleeve. And there was a little attempt to rein him in, but not much. But after that... Then the floodgates open, and now it's all about money. We're going to target this audience. They'll come to us. Look at the New York Times. How radical left an organization is that? Why? Because they're making their money on subscriptions to liberal people, not, not to con conservative traditionalists. They don't cover the news for everybody anymore. And here's the kicker. July primetime ratings for Fox News primetime down 34%. MSNBC down 37%, CNN down 43% year to year. Uh, morning programs, which are the big revenues for the corporate media, they're all down. Okay, today's show down 10%. Good Morning America, 9%. Uh, CBS morning show only has 2.7 viewers anyway, a million viewers. They're down 10% as well. So Americans know. They know what's going on. All right, I hope I've made my point. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Please comment. Please tell your friends. This will be open for everybody over the weekend to watch it. I think I proved my case beyond any reasonable doubt that we are living in a country with a corrupt media and a weak president. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to show you a commercial when we come back that you may get a kick out of. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before, and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, so no mail tonight, uh, but I would like you to go to the BillOReilly.com store. You get 40% off Killing the Mob and Killing Crazy Horse. You buy them both. That's a fabulous deal. And we have all kinds of great stuff there. I took out a television ad this week. Um, If you missed it, here it is. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here for Killing the Mob, one of the hottest books this summer, and you will like it. Now, Killing the Mob tells the story of how the U.S. government battled the evil of organized crime. From Bonnie and Clyde, Babyface Nelson, Al Capone, all the way up to John Gotti. Killing the Mob has dominated the bestseller list for three months. You will like this book. It is available everywhere. It is the 10th Killing Book. Hope you check it out. I ran that on Hannity and Tucker Carlson. Why? Because those uh, shows still retain some of my viewers when I was on Fox. And, you know, I want to remind you that Killing the Mob is a great um, read. And I, that was a fun commercial, right? All right, I'm going to take another quick break. Word of the day is choleric. Don't be choleric. And uh, I've got something else to show you after these announcements. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So final thought of the day is the Trump tour. We are going to begin marketing in September. You can get your tickets now. I want to show you the logo. Throw the logo up. How about that, huh? Nice logo. And we got a, you know, we're gonna have a little merchandise going on for you. Um, we are gonna be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and Orlando, Florida, and Houston, and Dallas. There are the dates. Go to BillOReilly.com. Right over to the box office. VIP tickets are sold out, but nice seats do remain. And that logo, uh, you know, I kind of like that. Um, so we're cooking along and, uh, we really appreciate you watching us tonight as always, as always. And the media, you know, because I've devoted my life to it, it's more personal to me, but I really like to know what you think. If we're not being fair, if you think that we're on the wrong track, let me know on Monday, we will read your letters. So have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.